uh, I think we've talked about this before. What's your favorite coffee shop in town? Oh, it's changed. Um, Best Coffee. Best I mean, Coffee. Best Coffee is going to be, uh, I think, Amethyst. Amethyst is the Sweet, best coffee. Or Sweet Bloom. Do you, can you get a cup of coffee at Sweet Bloom? You can, but their hours are terrible. It's like they're open from like 9 to 1. Like they have oscillating hours? Well, like they have you like, go there well apparently, like, the, um, when they needed the, the city of Lakewood where they're at, told them that they had to have a cafe to actually <laughs> open up their concept. So they, basically, they, they want to open the roastery because Andy is like phenomenal roaster. He used to be at Ceremony and did amazing stuff. But they literally um, opened a coffee shop portion of it just because they were the city made them. So their uh, hours are pretty, pretty this, bleak. So the city's like you have to sell food or have city. Have to sell, yeah, have to sell coffee. Out of the you city. have to sell coffee. Wow, yeah. that's interesting that the city weird. would care about that. Yeah, I know it was weird. It's like um, you can't roast coffee without that's what I heard. selling a cup of coffee. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Like I want to do whatever I want to do. No, it was America. It's America. That's, that's what I heard. And Red so, tape, man. Um, but in Denver, I would say Amethyst serves the best coffee. Really? Yep. Yeah. Um, cool. I've been there a few times. I like Amethyst. Like a nice little uh, setup. Uh, have you been to Spur? I went to Spur when it was over in Littleton, but I haven't actually been to the new one. The new one down yeah. south a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, I like I've been meaning to go. It looks beautiful. It does look. I went there the other day, and I was like, oh, this is really nice. It's cool. Um, dude, I just want to jump right into this <laughs> because it's springtime, and, uh, dude, it's the time for rejuvenation. It's the time for uh, for butterflies to burst free of their larva stage or their cocoon <laughs> oh stage and burst free into the new world. Uh, do you, do you, I heard this the other day that actually when a, when a caterpillar goes into a co- the cocoon it's stage, chrysalis, yeah. it, uh, it's chrysalis stage, yeah, it turns into goo. It loses all sense of what it was and then... Turns in and then now forms itself into this butterfly. Yeah, but while I, it's in there, it's I've like, also heard that, good. and that it to me is the most mind blowing and insane thing. Oh, ever. really? I think that's insane. Well, well, just because it turns into goo, like well, that it's thing. like okay, because the, there's so many questions. Is like, is the goo sentient? In terms of like, is, <laughs> does the, is the goo the same? Does it maintain the same like thought as like, like can the it cat- remember caterpillar? Its caterpillar yeah, exactly. stage? Yeah. Or is it just like? turn into nothing and then that turns that like and then it's like the butterfly or the moth thing like an entirely different creature I think it has to retain some sort of semblance or some semblance of of sentience because it doesn't turn into like uh, nothing it turns the DNA in there turns into a butterfly so I imagine but I hear what you're saying like if I befriended the the caterpillar would it after it turned into a butterfly would it still come back and fly on my nose or something and be like I remember you and that is a good question. I have never really thought about that. That thing that blows my mind is like, is it just like goop? Like, yeah, like yeah, or is it a, like still a like a living being that remembers its caterpillar days? I think that is the question that I want to pose to you <laughs> uh, in terms of uh, in terms of human growth, in terms of learning from our mistakes, in terms of being better business owners. Uh, do you think I was going to come at you easy, Levi? No, I, you I knew. put out a book, <laughs> and the name of the book is Growth. <laughs> so, bro, I'm going to come at you, bro. I want to hear everything from the from the backstory. So, uh, how does one grow, Levi? Um, 
Well, as, as a business <laughs> owner or as a person? Uh, let's start as a person, and then we'll talk about the business side of things. Cause that's the that's the real uh, that's the real butterfly people are after. <laughs> but let's talk about a little bit about the the uh, chrysalis stage. The, the chrysalis stage. What's uh, the goop that I need okay. to go through in okay. order to become um, the monarch butterfly? <laughs> Of wedding photographers. This, is, this episode is going to be called that. The Monarch. <laughs> the Monarch Butterfly. The Monarch of... Butterfly of Weddings. Um, <laughs> or something along those lines. Um, okay. Well, I guess we'll just, just go and go with the flow. Just dive right in. Um, I do think that the biggest thing regarding gr- to grow as a human or as a business is work. But I think it has to be strategic work. It can't just be mind mindlessness. So, for example, like Hills and I, like in our marriage... Like for us to actually grow in our relationship requires a lot of work. And that mm-hmm. means like intentional conversations. It means intentionality. It means that we spend time together. It means that we talk about stuff. And I feel like when we, I think that personally, we feel the effects of that when we don't do those things. Like we're not talking or, don't, or we're both really busy or just things are going on. Like I feel like, I just feel like we're stagnant sometimes in our, in our relationship. How, how long have you guys been together? Um, we've been together eight years, married for six Eight years married for six. Yeah. So when you talk about intentional conversations, like you have like a, what do you do actionably to make sure that that is like happening? That, you, so that means I feel like going on date nights and saying, hey, like what's going on with your life? What's happening in your career? What like what are you excited about with your work? What are you not excited about? Do you feel satisfied or fulfilled or mm-hmm. do you not feel fulfilled? Or I think it's a mix of those things, like those very intentional conversations, but also like room for more organic like life conversations. Sure. The stuff that like fills in the, in the spaces, just like having fun together, or like I don't know, chatting about this show we're watching is crazy, and why, like, and just even having like, room for those conversations, and also the ones that are more serious. So within all the busyness of life, because uh, I, what I do notice about uh, you guys, both of you, is that I feel like you're both constantly always growing. Uh, in that sense, you know, Hillary is going on this new endeavor in her life where she is. Uh, cooking all these healthy foods. She's in school right yeah. now. She's already a, an accomplished nurse, winning all these awards as a nurse. Um, and then now she's going to school to learn how to cook healthier foods. Right. She's, yeah. So she's in culinary school. And I imagine that came from conversations from you, with you guys, where you're like, hey, are you fulfilled? And then from there you started growing. Is that kind of... I think, yeah, I think that that's more yeah. or less like along the lines of like, yeah. just having the space to like... To know what, what each other wants and needs. And those things just only come out when you talk about it. Because you consider it work, though. I mean, like, I think work is maybe, I think work can be kind of a pejorative term that we use. To, like, sure. It, but I think, yeah, I think it's like it, if what we're saying for work is like, because I actually really love working. I love what I do. I love sure. work. I think it would say is requiring effort is more when I say work. Sure, sure. It's not uh, just sitting still. And, yeah. When I don't think yeah. of work, I don't think of like, it's like, like difficult labor that you're forced to do because you have to. It's like, I think of work as saying that work in my mind is like the putting forth of intentional effort towards something. Money. Um, I like that. Yeah. Because I think that's what it is. I think like effort. Yeah. It's effort. Like I, I really do love what I do. And so I, for me, like I don't really think of my job as like work in a way that a lot of other people talk about work. Like, People talk about Mondays. Like usually, Monday is my favorite day of the week. I'm like, I'm stoked about Monday. I'm stoked to like it's start like conquering things and working on things and you know and start working on projects uh, or like getting back to, to making things again. And sure. most people, I think, so for me, it's like work has always been an exciting thing. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I think that it's trying to make the term work less pejorative and um, and instead of saying yeah, it's about putting intentional effort into something. So when you start, like let's say we're starting our process of growth, we're going to get to the book, but just in general. Yeah. You're saying you got to put the work in. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You've got to get into your uh, chrysalis stage. <laughs> 
You've got to turn into goop. You've got to turn into goop, and that's not easy. (laughs) It's it's questionable if you're sentient still or not at that point, but get into the goop. Yeah, but maybe that, uh, would it be, what is it for the opposite of sentience? Is it, uh, no, not unsentient. Oh, it's inanimate. Inanimate? I'd say it's like a rock. Yeah. Okay. So that stage, maybe it's just like, you just got to do work, man. You got to let the the process of work just keep going and just be a mindless worker be and just like keep going and things will happen you know i think i think it's yeah i think i think a lot of ways that can be true i think though like everything has to be guided by intentionality because if you were just doing things mindlessly yeah like you may be it may not be a rhyme or a reason to what you're doing or why it's even constructive or it might be even outdated like Mm. you may be doing work that or maybe be progressing something that is out of and this is like in the work that we do as photographers like sure photography is the core, like taking photos will always be more or less the same. Like it's, that doesn't change a lot, whether you're using film or digital or, or whatever, but like the other stuff that we do, like the marketing, um, SEO, web dev, all kind of stuff like that. So that's auxiliary to photography that we have to actually do to run a business or like Instagram or social media. Like those things are constantly changing. And so even if you are working mindlessly, like, Hey, I'm like blogging, 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 but like if current trends in SEO are seeing like, Hey, like putting out content, like crazy doesn't seem to be doing the same. It doesn't seem to be as relevant currently as it mm-hmm. used to be. Then you could be doing moving backwards. So it has to be strategic. Sure. The, work, the effort that you're putting out there has to be guided by some sort of knowledge about is it helpful or is it not? Because if you're just working to work, I mean, it's not necessarily proven that that will actually get you anywhere. Two things. One, I like that you said web dev. Because it makes me think that you're just in the game. Like, that's what people are saying right now. Web dev. Web dev. I'm old school. I'm over here say, saying web development. But the new kids are like, web dev. Web dev. So, yeah. <laughs> you just said it. just rolled off the tongue. I was like, ooh, web dev. What's wrong with me? I should have thought of that. You know? Like, ooh. I don't know. I'm going to think of new... Uh, new things to say. Secondly, more on a serious tip. So is this where the book begins? Is this what the growth book that you put out? Yeah. Uh, uh, is this what it tackles? This is what it tackles for sure. And the origins of that go back all into when I started. So, um, I've been working on the book more or less on off and on for about 18 months or two years. Uh, I took about a nine month hiatus of like most of the stuff was written. I paused it and I just, I was working I, I other stuff going on in my life. So I kind of paused everything. And then I got back to the book, added a few more exercises and activities, and then um, towards the beginning of this year, and we've kind of been working in editing mode. I've had an, a couple of editors look at it over the past four or five months, and so we just got to launch yesterday. Um, I, I will say the, the book is, just from looking at it uh, from the cover, it's beautiful. Thanks. Um, let's say, so tell me about, before we go back into the origin story, yeah. uh, what what is the book? Is it only activities? It's I know it's it's a workbook, but tell me what what I if I was to buy it, what am I what am I doing? What am yeah. I looking at? So the workbook is it's it is it only activities theoretically. What mm-hmm. it is is that there are thirty different activities or courses or whatever we want to describe it to go through. Uh, in the book, we call them activities. Activities one through thirty, and what they do is they walk through one basic thing you can do every day to start working on your business. And Hmm. the goal is to start building on top of each other. Like some of the activities you will use later on in the book to reference things that you've maybe curated. So um, like, for example, the first couple of activities are all about defining yourself, like figuring out who you are and also who your clients are. And and then how do you start talking about yourself in a way that's relevant to your ideal clients that you're trying to target? Like how do you actually pinpoint and dial in the like 
10 keywords that you want to be using inside of your copy. Um, to find your clients. To find your clients. And yeah. hey, this is like these, and then saying, hey, this is the core stuff that your brand should be built on. And so you got to start there. So you start with the core stuff. And then those, the guy, the point of starting with that is to say, um, these things should be kind of a, a lighthouse for you as you go through the book. You should be able to reference these things that you put down as the things that you want to be focusing on. So these keywords that you've identified uh, for yourself, are this they are indeed true for you. Uh, when you are writing a new bio or if you are working on uh, content that you're trying to get out to in front of people, they should all be kind of in some ways brought back to the core of who you are because your brand should be consistent and it should be built upon um, your tar- like basically what you're, who you're targeting and why you're targeting them. So the goal is to start building doing the work in, in layers where you um, start off with identifying who you are and who your clients are and um, and then building out the rest of your of the activities more or less um, on the work that you're so it's kind of like almost in that way it's like like stairs like you're trying to climb these stairs all right so uh, that's wonderful let's maybe go back to your origin story yeah. uh, so you're saying this started from when you started photography yeah. you were like you had this idea for a book or you're, no, you're sourcing basically I'm know. sourcing my own experiences and my own trial so the idea for a book, so I'll, yeah, let's start with that. The idea for a book came um, from you know me. I've done a lot of workshops. I've done a lot of workshops with Gene Pease of Gino Photography. If you don't know Gino, Gene Pease, Gene Pease, like P E A S, P E A S E. Okay, yeah. Okay, um, I'm just wondering, does he like uh, legumes or? I, I don't. Other? I don't know if he's particularly partial towards any particular legumes. Interesting. Please um, continue. But uh, they did have a family <laughs> blog called the Pease Pod. Oh really? Uh, yeah. I love that he's um, doing that. And the Scobies. I, I think like they need that Scobie. Yeah, mother Scobie <laughs> they pod. do. Anyway, uh, please um, continue. Yeah. yeah. So Gene and I have done these workshops called Adventure and Story. Uh, we kind of like re- like retired the workshop concept last year. Um, but Gene and I have been doing these things for, you know, for a while and we were kind of thinking like, you know, the, this education and stuff that we do, it's good, but like people are often inhibited by time or travel or pricing. And, um, so I think I noticed that there was a pain point in, in how we were doing workshops and also the fact that with workshops and education in general, people, people need the time to sort through it. I would do mentor sessions. We do these workshops and, and I always recognize that people would like, if you had 10 people in a workshop, one of them would go home and slay it two of the people would like go home and like do okay. And the rest of the people would most likely go back home and like go back nothing to their own patterns because yeah. the work yeah. is like so daunting. Like you look at all the stuff you have to do. Like I have to look at my, my blog posts and the copy and all you look at all the tasks and then you are like, where do I start? And you feel overwhelmed for a week or two weeks. And then it, it's just easier to go, go on with life with your own patterns. Right. Yeah. So I think I saw that those pain points and was like, I want to make something that people could do on their own pace that they could kind of also give themselves guidelines around saying, I would do this once, one of these a day, or I would do it one a week. And then they could say, I would do this for 30 weeks or 30 days. And I'm just going like, to dive in and like, they could commit to it on their own mm-hmm. um, versus getting all this information at one time. And then like being forced to implement it or not being forced, but like, you know, having to implement it on their own time and not really knowing what to do next or say like, where should I start? Should I start with my website? Should I start with um, like my website copy? And then, you know, a week later they, they're mulling it over and then, Nothing happens. Hmm. Um, that's so, like that's how I feel. Like I, if I get yeah. all my problem, that is my table. No, I think I've seen that too. You go to a workshop, which workshops are amazing, and when you have a list of all these things that you can do, and all these things are amazing, and you might start doing it. And I think I too have like like tapered off with like, okay, I'll do this. And if it, it is a lot of continual work, you have to go back to it. You have to go back to it. Uh, and if you don't, then it's like, oh man. And that's the the problem with workshops is you get hyped up 
and then you don't opt- you don't always follow through but the the follow through is the thing that's right. the the thing you need to be doing and so i like that uh, it sounds like this book uh, you can do it at your own pace and it, but it's still all the same content that you might get from a workshop except it's it's uh, geared to help you grow right, right? yeah that's and awesome and it's like it's not designed to be overly complex some activities are more complex than others some are more simple uh, but the goal is to like it's it's about on the user yourself when you buy the book the goal is saying as a user, I will commit the time to do this. That's the thing. Dope. And then it's saying, okay, if, if you commit the time, some of these things will take you 30, 40 minutes. Some will take you maybe a couple hours. Some will take you longer than that. Um, but the goal is saying, like, you've got to, like, I'm just helping you carve out the time in your own life to say, I'm going to do this one thing I've been trying to do for a long time but haven't gotten around to. Like, here's the day to do it. It's activity, whatever. 26, yeah. planet. Today's your day to plan it. Like, only it's focus just, on this for the day. But it's photography geared. It's geared for photography and for filmmakers. And for filmmakers. Yeah. It sounds so crazy because the things that you're saying, I feel like could go so much broader than th- these visual arts. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I love that it's, uh, and it's I love that it's available. No, yeah. it's definitely honed in towards those groups. Like, I think it would be good for myself to, like, work through and make make a version that's, like, less iterate to wedding specific. Or just um, to businesses. Or just to businesses or, and creatives in general. Yeah, yeah creatives. Because yeah. um, we all have that issue of... Of, of tapering off or where our artistic self is so much stronger than our business self. And so, you know, not just, cre- not just photographers, but creatives and yeah. everyone just like, Hey, cause I know a lot of creatives listen to our podcast, not just, we don't only have photographers and videographers. We have lots of people out there who are just like hustling and trying to make it. And so uh, that's cool that this book, you know, could probably apply to anyone. Uh, I do have one question. I actually have a few questions, but first, uh, wh- why, why do you teach workshops? Like, why is it something in you to uh, to make a book about growth and to, like, why do you care? Like, is it, you know, like, why do you want other photographers to do well? I know that that is a nice a sentiment, but not everybody's, like, out there writing a book to help everyone be their competitor, you know, yeah, and be a better I mean, competitor. I think, it's, I think it even goes back to the idea of competition. I think competition is real. I think there's a lot of people that talk about this, like, community over competition. Um, and I think in a lot of ways that's very nice as a sentiment, but it's not, it's not maybe fully true. Like, realistically, like, a lot of us are in competition with each other, and I get that. Um, so I don't, like, want to shy away from talking. I don't feel like competition is a bad thing, though. Like, it's... Um, it's inherent to running a market, like mm-hmm. having a market. That's, so I don't think competition is inherently evil. Uh, I don't think competition is bad. I don't think we should shy away from competition. Um, but I also think we shouldn't not acknowledge the fact that other photographers are our competition. Um, that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's that's where I guess I would start with that. With that being said, though, I think that everyone has a unique approach. And I think part of the way that the market works with competition in general is that if you are good and if you stand out, you will rise to the top. Um, and and if you're not, you won't. That's just kind of the way it is. And there are ways to hack the system. There are exceptions to the rule in terms of like, you know, and that's, that's fine. Um, but I think the reality is that the people that will get to the top eventually, who, besides the exceptions, are going to be the people that put in the work. Hmm. And realistically, the people that put in the work, um, there will always be plenty of room and plenty of work for those that do the work. Um, I don't feel like I've lost necessarily like a uh, huge business things um, for big, do other photographers necessarily. I feel like if I can put in the work, there will be enough work for me. And realistically, I think competition is the competition in this world in particular is so vast in the photo world that it's um, you. It's literally literally every other photographer in the world is your competition. I I lost a uh, a wedding 
uh, that was in Sweden. The wedding was in Sweden. Um, the couple, I'm trying to remember where the couple lives because they may be in the U.S. but they're not. The photographer that booked it is my friend James Broadbent from his company called Chase Wild, and they are based in Auckland, New Zealand. And so the fact that like I lost a wedding to a Swedish wedding photographer, or sorry, in Sweden right. to a photographer in New Zealand, kind of shows that like so broad. Yeah, yeah it's, like, yeah, it's so broad. Like, that, like if I'm trying to like. Like protect like my you know protect my market or so from other people. It's like it's just not going to happen. Um, and I think I want to acknowledge that and say, hey, if you also want to stand out and do really good work, I I can help you get have here's some tools that I have found that have helped me stand out, help me get work, help me do what I want to do. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think those are so. I, I don't know that. Yeah, the question, no, that's but, awesome, man. Um, yeah, dude. I I I want to take a quick break, but when we come back, I would like us to get a little bit of a sneak peek into one of the activities in the sure. book, you know, just for the black light listeners, just you know, that, just, sure. uh, just some juicy bits. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. All right. We'll so, do that when we get back. All right. Sweet. I think uh, my flavor's fine, but uh, yeah. 80s flavor's fine, but he's working on his crumb. <laughs> I taste good, <laughs> but my crumb. His crumb is where it's at. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, it's so much research making bread. Like, it's a lot of For like, those that are listening, AD is definitely still into bread. Yeah. And it is a good thing because it's delicious. I've been eating so much bread. Like, I have two loaves pretty much right now and I'm making two loaves. I'm making more bread than I can eat. So I'm going to start giving it away. So whenever you get off of a uh, keto, keto yeah. yeah, let me know so um, I can give you some bread. Ooh, <laughs> this is totally literally unrelated to the podcast, but since we're talking about bread, I think we should talk about this. Are we recording? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this relevant, Levi? Um, uh, so Conrad, who made the drinks for all of our that big party we had Gold Manhattan that we had? Yeah, uh, he threw made some drinks for uh, this the, venture after party that we did, mm-hmm. and we want to do a um, a meal together where we have cocktail pairings with Hillary's food. And like, oh, we should definitely get AD in because Hillary's like AD being amazing sous chef, and also his bread being amazing like way to start off that day as well too. Oh, you want some of the bread at the thing? We, yeah, yeah. We want. I like, would love that. So I'm like, we should get AD involved. And yeah, I want to be Hillary's sous chef. And so she's sous like, chef. she's like. ADB like the most fun to have around to help, but also he also have, we can, can like provide like awesome bread for people too. Yeah, I can actually uh, make my own butter, um, and so I could do you know the whole bread butter. I, I can't make my own salt, but I'm not sure I could. You probably could make it. Yeah. I have to travel to a <laughs> you like chip, chip it away from like a wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I travel to a sea or some sort of <laughs> body of water. <laughs> anyway, but I was talking to my Uber driver about bread, and she's like, "Oh, I make bread, but I also make my own butter." And she talked, told me the whole process, which is not not very hard. Huh. And so you should uh, talk to Hills about that though, because Hillary is making um, compound butter. Oh, which which I mean, it's basically like. Butter. Yeah, basically butter, but like having like the rosemary, all the different different flavors and spices of it too. Perfect. And her compound butter is it's delicious. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, uh, a good fat. Yeah, there's this bread with butter, salt, and then a nice jam. I've never even thought to put jam on butter and salt. Oh man, bro. Ha- okay, have you, bro? Have you so done good. um call? Here in Denver and gotten this their sourdough with jam and no, butter. No, so for a long time I was like, I'm not paying four dollars for a piece of toast yeah that's crazy just because 
you could buy a whole loaf of bread. But now that I understand what's going into toast and like to serious sourdough, now I would pay it. But for a long time, I wouldn't. I would recommend going to call. Yeah. And they, you can get just their, it's just their sourdough toast. And mm-hmm. it basically comes with like four sizes of, of toast. And they're, you know, they're like smaller sourdough sizes. Sure, they're like sure. half sizes. So it's like really two pieces. But they also give you jam mm-hmm. and butter. And just to get a different like extrapolation, I feel like it's very, very tasty. Their jam is really good. Yeah. Their butter is really good. Yeah, no, I will def. I'll try it now. Now I'm just like I'm going everywhere. I was just have I have a Babette's loaf upstairs from Babette's, which is the best bakery probably in Colorado, and then there's another place not north of here that I'm going to go. I think Red Mill or something like that. Not Red Mill. That's a great. Bob's Red Mill. That's a great. Yeah. <laughs> that's where Bob uh, works. Now there's another place up here. I can't remember the name, but I'm going to head up there and see what it's like. But it's supposed to be really good too. I just can't remember the name. Anyway. Uh, well, now we're actually back. Yeah. We we're back, but now and we're, we're back. <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully you're into bread. Uh, but ho- moreover, I hope you're into growth. Uh, I'm fully abandoning the uh, the chrysalis larva. I mean, uh, <laughs> butterfly monarch. A new, a new epiphany. Yeah, I, I just don't feel like it. It's still. I mean, we're not we're not butterflies, and so it's not. It doesn't really work. To be in the goop stage. Although I love the idea of like, bro, I'm in the goop stage right now. Like, <laughs> I'm in this liminal space where I don't understand anything and all sentience has departed, but I'm just working on myself. But it only sounds nice. It doesn't actually work like the analogy. Anyway, yeah, bro, give me uh, what's one of the activities yeah. that you're excited about that you can let our, our listeners in on that like, hey, this is a bit of information that might uh, that might spur your, your I'm, business. Yeah, I'm actually going to share with activity 14. Ooh, right in um, the middle. Which Yeah, right in the middle. Because I think it's actually something that Blacklight plays into, as well as what we've done here in Denver itself. Sure. The activity is about promoting wellness. Mm. Um, that's what, actually what it's called. And the point of the activity is essentially kind of runs through a bit of our of my story, uh, as well as like um, Kaylin and Christine from White and Reverie who were releasing it through, um, about that there's a really important element in my mind for us as photographers and filmmakers to be contributing to the wellness of our industry as a whole. I think it's really easy for all of us to complain about um, what's happening or so-and-so or random people in our location or like, I don't have a big enough community or I don't like, I I hear just so many complaints from photographers and filmmakers. And and I think the reason we we complain is because a lot of us work in isolation. We work at home and we're solo and that's just like really stifling and Mm -hmm. that can be really overwhelming. Um, So activity 14 is promoting wellness and it kind of runs through a bit of my, my journey, but talks about that as a community, um, one thing we should be doing is we should be promoting a better wedding photo, video, whatever beside you're in uh, community overall. And Mm -hmm. that means that we should be doing something. So for example, um, I have a couple ideas that I had shared. Um, For example, you could plan an event for a local wedding wedding folks. So if you have other photographers or filmmakers, that's one thing you can do. Uh, you can also maybe create an online tutorial about your gear or your workflow. Um, and also you could even simply be as intentional as like going to a photographer or filmmaker that you, or even another person in the industry, like planner, florist, et cetera. And just being intentional about going to their feed and commenting on posts or pointing out people's images out and saying, Hey, I really love the, the work you did here. And really being mindful to intentionally go out of your way to actually start putting kindness and in, in, into the industry. Yeah. Um, so this is an eloquent way of saying engage the community, exactly. yeah. uh, engage the industry, because our world, especially since we're so isolated, 
is what we make it. Right. And so if your make if your world seems to be one where there are a lot of detractors or you're just, you feel like there's a lot of opposition against you, since we work in isolation, your world is literally what you make it. Exactly. And so you have the ability you know, by engaging the community, which is one example, to change your photography world, right. to change your business's scope by engaging your your potential vendors, by creating wellness. I, I, I hear the, the, the wellness part of it, and I know that's a very eloquent side to you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like wellness. But a business owner, I want to be like, I don't care about wellness. Yeah. I want to be, you well, know, let, but let I like that. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. then we, I'm going to go deeper into that. So um, I think for myself... What I have recognized, and this is so for those that aren't in Colorado, what AD and I were doing previously that we kind of we kind of backslidden on a little bit, uh, is we were hosting events and gatherings for photographers in, in Denver. Sure. So a couple years ago, we threw this Gold Manhattan, and that was a big party for everyone in, in the industry, you know, photographers, planners, event, you know, anyone who's even people in Denver who are influential. Um, that was a really awesome. It was event. a fun party. It was amazing, yeah, and we yeah. need to do it again. Yeah. Um, and after that, we started doing these like. Monthly or every other month, kind of a gatherings. We only got through a couple months to it, but yeah. What did we call that? Mountain uh, Standard. Mountain Standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and uh, we just got people together for drinks, or got people together at uh, one of the studios I worked at at the time, sure. and we just like hung out and had some beers or some wine and just chatted and got, just to, got to know people. Yeah, and it was crazy because we'd have people coming up to us, be like, "Oh man, you guys are like the leaders of the Denver photo community." Yeah. Um, and I was like, we literally just threw two hangouts. Like yeah. twice yeah, and people even, yeah. loved it. And what I recognize though, is that especially as a business, and this is, I think there is an element of, do you have to do the, the wellness part because of the wellness part, we were doing this because we felt like there's a, a gap in the market of people sure. in Denver, not having community. However, the other, like the, as a business owner, the positive side of doing things like this is that it actually give, lends you a position of, um, the kind of like leadership in the community. Mm-hmm. People would look to us and say, oh, Levi and AD are leading part of the community. And even Blacklight, in a lot of ways, reflects that. It's like, we're trying to talk about things in, in the industry. We're trying to promote wellness and promote like thoughtfulness in our industry by having a community where people can talk and engage and we, where sure. we discuss things that are meaningful. But realistically, that also does position us as leaders in industry, whether we yeah. want it or not, uh, is one thing. Or at least a signpost or a, a light for people to look at. Right. Uh, not necessarily, they don't have to follow us or anything like that, but we're at least a Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that, that those kind of things, like you, someone saying, I will be the person who puts forth the effort, that is kind of like um, a code switch almost to say, hey, I'm actually going to be talking, like, what I want to contribute to this as a, as a whole, I want to become a leader and want to stand up. And I think that's part of the thing is that people, everyone wants to kind of be recognized for what they're doing, yeah. um, but they don't really want to stand out or they don't really want to do the work necessarily. And that's like, this stuff takes effort. So yeah, promoting wellness is good for the community, but it also it's good for you as a business owner to say, I'm yeah. going to be intentional and engaging. Yeah. Um, so how long is that workbook chapter, that, this 14? Is it like a... It's like not super long. It's like the, the copy is about a page long. Okay. And so most of the things, the whole book as a whole is about 85, 90 pages. Right. Um, and each exercise is probably one to one and a half pages. It, everyone will vary. Some are longer, some are shorter. Um, and so the actual application piece, so I'll read this part for those mm-hmm. that are listening. Um, basically the way it works, and when I was writing this book initially, I was doing CrossFit. And so I kind of borrowed the concepts from CrossFit in terms of application. Mm-hmm. So there's... Always at least one way to apply it, and it's called the RX version or the prescribed version. And I also have – some of them have RX plus 
or occasional ones have RX++, which is if you want to take the activity even further, you can go beyond Dang, just the prescribed son. method. So, plus, plus. I'm not about that plus, plus life, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, RX version says to come up with one idea to promote wellness within the wedding industry, um, or you can even minimize it to just the photo and filmmaker industry. Uh, and once you have your idea... The goal is to get it schedule a date on the calendar to begin working on the endeavor. So that's either if your idea is to say, I want to write a meaningful blog post about uh, the gear that I use because I get questions about that or people are just curious about that. Then like mm-hmm. put it on the date, put it on the calendar, get a date ready or even do it that same day to say, I'm going to start working on this, this project. Hmm. So it's basically just saying like, hey, you've got the idea. We're going to promote wellness today. We're going to figure out how to do this. Now schedule it out, get it together, and we can work on this thing just for today, we're going to work on this one thing of either scheduling it or starting the pro- or writing it yeah. or whatever that is for you in particular. My my entrepreneurial mind is racing right now. I'm like, what what do I have on my well, schedule yeah. that well, need, <laughs> I need to do? Oh no, this is only one. This is only chapter fourteen. Yeah, but okay, so I like it. I like it because I'm already thinking. Oh, I need to do this thing. And actually, I love the put it on the schedule part. Yeah, because once we come like uh, beholden to our schedule, that's when my business works the best right. is when I put things on the schedule and then I wake up and I say, I don't have to think about what I have to do. I just think I have to, I just have to think about what's on my schedule. I yeah. just do the things I go into, uh, my chrysalis stage and just do them. <laughs> well, no, let me, let me read the, work. Uh, Dang the, it. the RX plus version. Cause I think this also kind oh, of, just this shows, has a plus. This has a plus. This Ooh. kind of shows like the kind of what that looks like. Yeah. Um, it's basically, it's kind of two ideas for promoting wellness. One should be something that you can do online or digitally. The other one should be something that involves some kind of physical um, or communal gathering. So saying, hey, one of these should be digital, like Mm -hmm. a a tutorial or a a gear review or something that people want to check out digitally. And one should be physical where people can attend. Uh, And that's kind of like if it's for like RX, just the basic version, like just come up with one thing. And if you're like, yeah, I think I can do more or I think I'm ready to do more, it's like, perfect. Let's do two things and let's do it digitally and one in real life. And I think that kind of gets people a context to say, okay, I, they can, they can, that's a, something that's tangible for them to say, I can do those things. I can plan a, a, an event, even if it's just a coffee or a brunch for some, some people. Yeah. I can also like work on a, a small article. Um, so the goal, like, I, I think it's good to have some parameters on it too. And that's sure. why I'm trying to like do things that say, Hey, definitely engage your own like things that fit for you. Cause I can't, you know, know everyone's situation. Um, but definitely like here's some of the parameters as well to help you think about doing it. So that way you don't let yourself off the hook. Cause it'd yeah. be easy to be like, Oh, I'm going to write, I'm going to do an Instagram story about like a gear review, which is fine. But that could also be an easy way to like not put the effort in that you know that you should. Hmm. Um, no, all of a sudden I'm like, man, this sounds like work. Are the listeners going to want this? Then I was like, wait, listen to what he said in the beginning. It is work. Yeah. You have to do these things. It's called a workbook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not because I think, I think we think of our businesses so eloquently like, oh, it's so romantically. We get to just, uh, I do what I want. I do what I love. But in order to do what you love, you have to put in the work. You have to do work. It is your job. You know, and if it's not your job, you're going to, you're going to understand that. Maybe not after year one and two when it's all nice and you're photographing your friends and you get a little, a little hip start. But after year four or five where most photographers drop off yeah. it's because they didn't put in this amount of work. This is and so if this doesn't sound appealing to you, uh, yeah, I imagine you're, you're early in your career and you're just like, man, I'm fine. Yeah. But maybe if you need that extra bump, you need to grow. Think about well, I think these it's, things. It's the, the, the reason I think this is so important. And then after I share this part, I'll go into my origins of this stuff, but it's like everything around us is evolving and changing and it's totally out of our control. Like mm. right now, Instagram is toying with taking away, um, that 
where other people can see your follower count or the amount of likes you have in an image. You would still see it internally, but other people would not see it. Oh, um, why, why are they doing that? They want it to be more of a community-based engagement and less of like a com- competitive nature. And people wow. like so with that, though, it's like a lot of people, they um, depend in some capacity on that number being an indicator of their success for their whether for themselves or for their clients. Yeah, especially so, like the people who actually use that, like they get paid based right. on how many followers they have. Right. Or and so use, let's say, okay, like, let's say your goal is that I want 50,000 followers. I'm sure. Gonna, and if you have 50, and you'll still be an influencer of some capacity because you still have that and people looking at your work. However, if you can't tell, that's not a way for your clients to say, oh, this person has 50K, the 50,000 followers, they must be legit or 10,000 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If that's not a modifier for your clients to look back and give you value, then you may have to rethink, you might have to be go back to more SEO strategies. That's so wild. And so to do that, then you have to be, okay, what's actually happening with SEO? And then everything is out of, like Instagram doing that or not doing it is out of your control. And so it's important that you have foundational things outside of putting, basically putting those eggs in much different baskets besides one thing. You can't mm-hmm. depend on one platform to say, I will this yeah. is where I'll get everything. Yeah, you know, you're so right. That's interesting. I didn't know they were thinking about doing that. Do, you, do they have a timeline for that? I think they started releasing it in Canada on a t- trial basis. Oh, they've already done it in Canada. They already started releasing it, yeah. Mm. Um, but they don't know if it actually will be permanent or not. Yeah. I know we have a couple of Canadian listeners. Uh, if that has happened to you, let us know yeah, what I'd you think. Yeah, I'm curious about that. Yeah. So, and that's, okay, let me go back to the origins of the book, because I think this is the real thing. It's like, the concept came around about, you know, two and a half years ago as we were doing these workshop concepts and realizing people needed to take home more stuff. Mm -hmm. The experience happened when I was a younger photographer, probably a year and a half, two years in. And I remember just not knowing what to do. Hmm. And I remember being that I have a very specific memory. Um, this is back when Twitter was still pretty big. Um, I, Hillary was working, uh, on the floor. So she was doing these long shifts. She'd, she would work 12 hour shifts. She she would leave the house at like six in the morning and she'd get home like at eight at night. Hmm. So those would be like my long work days. I'd basically work all day that she was gone. Just enough time for you to make a loaf of bread. Just enough. By the way, <laughs> just saying. Yeah. And so I remember um, during this phase of life, I watched a lot of Breaking Bad hmm. because I would work in the morning and I would send emails out or I'd post on Instagram and then I'd be like, okay, crap, what do I do next? Like, hmm. What's the next thing I do? And I remember like, I would see my friends be like, hey, I got this amazing inquiry for a wedding in Italy or I got this other stuff. And I was like, I remember thinking to myself, like, what can I be doing to getting to get these kind of leads? How do I actually get leads? And how do I actually grow my business? What should I do? I remember like thinking to myself at one point, like, I literally don't even know what else to do. I feel like I've done everything I can. Hmm. And I remember just going back to watching Netflix, being like, I like I want to do more work, but I don't even know what to do. Yeah. And your brain is all of our brains are right. lazy. We'll we'll do the thing that's easiest, which right. is Netflix. You have exactly. to train your brain to do things that are not necessarily easy yep. in order to make these things happen. Anyway, we're continue. just like water. We always yeah. go to the path of least resistance. Sure. Um, yeah. And so, um, yeah. So I remember thinking through like, what can I be? I remember just that thought. I'm like, I don't even know if I wanted to do something. I don't even know what I would be. Hmm. And I think there was in my back of my mind at the time, like ideas for that, but they all seemed intimidating or daunting. I'm like, I don't do other people do that. I don't want to like, I was scared to put myself out there because I didn't know what other people were doing. Yeah. I also felt like I was like starting my business in a vacuum. So a lot of this stuff is rooted in things that I started doing, learned from, or rec- recognized later on in my career that like, man, I should have been doing this stuff the whole time. And there were parameters I set up. Okay, like I wish I would have done this earlier. Um, I wish I would have done these these activities. I wish I would have done these things. I wish I would have written these emails. I wish I would have, like, you know, I wish I would have, you know, not had to wait around for things to fall into my lap. I wish I could have taken more charge of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's the origin of kind of the workbook is saying like I 
these are very real pain points that I've experienced in myself of things that I didn't want to do or like I don't think I or didn't know how to do. Um, and I just started like as I was further my career, I'm like, okay, these, I've done these things and they've helped me. I should be making a list of this stuff because this is the stuff people should be doing. Like you get to a workshop and people want to hear like things like, man, if you post at 11.52 a.m. Uh, and you post an image that's like three-fourths crop, then it's going to get 800 likes on Instagram. That's mm-hmm. the stuff they want to hear. Like, what's a secret trick? What's like the, the cheat code I can put right. in? And, um, and realistically, like there aren't any. You have to like make your own. So – um, yeah, this is kind of like saying like for the people that want, are waiting for that cheat code to like pop up, they will keep waiting for it. And for those that are, are, are sick of waiting and want to actually put their Do hands the down work and get to work, like, this, is the, this is what the resource is for me. That's awesome, man. Uh, I'm excited to work through it. I'm excited for my uh, butterfly wings to pop out Your of butterfly the wings are going to pop out. And I will fly um, all around the world and uh, spread pollen. That will, that, those things are very like um, yeah. big goals for a butterfly. Yeah, well, maybe not all around the world. I can like be wind blown and you literally can. go states, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that doesn't seem reasonable. I'm just imagining a butterfly somewhere caught over the ocean, being like, "Sorry, little butterfly." Like you're talking about death here. So, dang, <laughs> bro, drowning butterflies. Ugh, I can land on a piece of driftwood. Okay, <laughs> this that analogy has not worked. Yeah, that one bit. <laughs> so, but, bro, I'm excited for this. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for the people who will download this book. And, uh, bro, I feel like I would, the, the amount of content that's in there, I would pay uh, as much as I would pay for a workshop, you know, because it sounds like you've really curated it. You've had uh, uh, White and Reverie who are, are doing really well to curate it as well. Uh, and so that is awesome that both photography photographers and videographers alike are like looking through this and they, they say, Hey, this is the stuff you should, you should do, do this. If you want to grow, I hope that, uh, only 10 people get it. So I don't have as many competitors. Uh, cause I don't want, um, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I just don't want a lot of people to buy <laughs> no, I mean, it. And, I, and I, and I think well. it's, this is like, no, but it goes back to the exact same yeah, thing. And like of, if 10 people buy it, one will probably go through every activity. Like, and that's not yeah. to say like, I don't want that by any means, but like, I just know human nature and the reality sure. is like, I think the resources are there and I want to create these things, but it's going to be dependent upon you as the, as the user to do it. Now, right. one thing that's, yeah, I think to do the work. is fun is like, we have a Facebook group that started. Um, it's not a ton of activity yet because we launched the book yesterday, but the goal is to say, I'd love to get people in there chatting about what activity they're on and maybe pain points or struggles or just conversations about these things. So I want people to go through this stuff like together. It's mm-hmm. like, Hey, here's what I'm doing and this worked for me or here's what I'm, you know, here's what I'm working on. Cause realistically, if we can be working on stuff together, then like that's dope. It helps all of us yeah. that way. And then have conversations around these particular things. Like this is, this one challenged me. This one didn't. Um, that's my goal. Where, where do I get the book? If I wanted to buy it? Where, yes. Where, yeah. You can go to, uh, white Whiteinreverie.com. Yep. Okay. Slash growth. G-R-O-W-T-H. You're spelling out the word growth, right? Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure that's what you were doing, just in case people didn't understand. Dash book. So growth book. How growth. do you spell that last word there? B-O-O-K. Okay. Like good. a book. Yeah. Like uh. like a like uh like a nook, but with a B. Okay. So there's no UK in there. There's no UK. Like a dot UK or it's not B U K. It's B O O K. So G R O W. How do you spell it? What's the first one? Oh my gosh. Yeah. White and Reverie? Whiteandreverie.com. I feel like you're saying that fast. White and Reverie? White in Reverie. Oh, see? I wouldn't know. You're at the wrong site. Uh, White in Reverie, R E V E R Y dot com. Okay. Uh, slash growth dash book. Dope, dope. Uh, and then uh, can we talk a little bit about price? I mean, yeah. I I would pay a lot for this because I feel like it would really do a lot. I'd, I'd actually do the work. 
but what do you? What is the price point of the book? The price is one twenty five. Mm. Um, can we get a? Can we get a little thing? Uh, I like the price one twenty five. That seems good for yeah. a, a book like this. I guess yeah. it has so much information and like you know for a business one twenty five is cheap. You pay that to take someone out to dinner. You know. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, but can I get a can I get a discount code for the Blacklight listeners? <laughs> you can, yeah. Uh, how how would that work? Well, well let's see. Um, let's, let's. How about we use the code Blacklight? Blacklight. Yeah, I feel like we should use something that pertains to this episode. Okay. Like, monarch. Uh, the monarch butterfly. Yeah. Just just the word monarch. Yeah. Or chrysalis. No. <laughs> chrysalis. Do you have to spell? Yeah, I can't spell that. Uh, monarch will be the code. Monarch. Monarch. M O N A R C H. M O N A R C H. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So and, monarch. Uh, we probably need to figure out well, how much. What percentage? Uh, yeah, I would like it to be seventy nine percent off. But oh I, I, think, I think that's a crazy number. Uh, how about um, what, what? What do you think? Eight percent. Eight percent. That's how about twenty percent. Twenty percent off. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, cool. Okay, twenty percent off. And um, when should we? We should probably put a deadline on it too. When, when should it end? Uh, I think it should end by the next episode we drop. Oh, so it's a week, just a week. Yeah, you'd have to buy it right now. Okay, let's just, just, yeah. because, let's just do it to end of the month, end of May. End of May? End of May. Okay. Okay. 20% off? Yeah. That's a lot, man. I mean, I feel like we're doing a launch code of that. That's around 20%, but that will end on Friday. So basically, when this episode comes out, um, it'll be the only, roughly the only discount. This will be the only way to get basically, that yeah. 20% discount. Yeah, yeah. Okay. More, more like, or less. Yeah. So let's do Monarch to the end of the month, 20%. Um, yeah, that seems that seems pretty good. And then awesome, hit man. us up with feedback. If you have thoughts or questions, like you're welcome to hit, hit me up, Levi. Um, yeah, let's just do that. So that'll be the, bring the book just under, just around a hundred dollars, right? Right around there. Yeah. Dude. I think actually to see two, that's 125. Yeah. It should be exactly a hundred dollars then. Should be 25 bucks off. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cheers. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, I think that, uh, that's a lot of information. I think that's great. Uh, blacklight listeners, uh, get at us. If you, if you get in the, if you buy the book and, you you think like something you had a breakthrough or something like that? Let us know what that is. Uh, get at Levi because he's worked really hard on this, and so super proud of you, man, thanks, for putting man. this out. Yeah, and thanks, dude. the book looks beautiful. The photo on the front, I'm like, oh man, he's like photographing it very well. So well done with all that. Thanks, dude. Um, and I'm sure there are there photos throughout the book, or there are. Yeah, oh, there dope. are a lot of photos yeah, yeah. of the book. Yeah, yeah, I would, um, yeah. yeah. There's photos of the book. Um, it's funny. Oh, this is a little tidbit. This is just a little, a little, a little fun fact for those that are. Fun fact. The, for only the. Uh, little extra pop. A little, little pop. Yeah. Easter egg. For uh, the Blacklight listeners. So the original book also had photos, but it's only in black and white. Um, also, it should be worth mentioning, this is an ebook. It's digital, digital download. Sure. So it's a PDF. Sure. Yeah. So for those that are listening, that's important to know. Um, but the book was originally going to be called um, Catch for Us the Foxes. Catch for us the foxes. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that is actually going to be a whole separate, like, brand of – so that is going to be presets, this book, and also, like, um, some marketing help and also, like, custom preset building. Yeah. Um, because but, foxes are so difficult to catch or <laughs> – so the uh, the name <laughs> the name comes from two places. Sure, uh, originally comes from a quote from the the book in the Bible called Song of Solomon, mm-hmm. um, and was also the name of an album um, by a band called Me Without You. Hmm. Um, but the quote, basically the the quote, the original quote from Song of Solomon goes: "Catch for us the foxes, uh, the little foxes that spoil the vineyards and ruin our love." Um, and basically, it's, it's talking about how these these little fox these little things like in, in this. Metaphor was these foxes go into these people's vineyards, like 
and like destroy all the stuff and like basically ruin it for you. Mm. And it goes like, hey, let's catch all the crap that like doesn't push us forward. Mm. Um, and I always thought that was a really cool. That is cool nice. Thing. Yeah. Um, it's very nice when you explain it. Yeah. Before the explanation, Before it's like, it's like, it was a little mean? too, uh, a little too hipster for it's me. A little, very, now, yeah, it's yeah. very hipster. But uh, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's actually pretty hipster because Me Without You used it uh, in like the early 2000s for an album. Sure. Um, that's a little tidbit. Um, a little tidbit. I am happy you went with growth because yep. I like that idea. I like Catch it. for the foxes. Catch for us the foxes. I also like. And it's too you long should, and yeah. yeah, you should put out another album for yourself. Maybe we should just, I actually might just take that URL and just redirect it to this website. You could either do that, but I think you should maybe put it out an album, like a little solo project. It could be uh, of you singing <laughs> songs about little foxes and little rodents in your garden or something like that. I don't know. I think that'd be kind of cool. That could be kind of cool. Can you sing, Levi? No, I can't sing. Hmm. I mean, I physically can't. I may have the ability to sing, but you don't want me in to... the world of auto tune. That answer would be yes. So I think you can sing. I feel like it'd be awesome to drop a. Uh, actually, I have a friend who's a uh, a mixer and engineer. Mm-hmm. I should be like, I should sing something, have him mix it, make it sound awesome, and and put it on Catch for Us the Foxes. Catch for Us the Foxes. They are running around in my vineyard. That's to be. That, that's the line. That's all I got to use. Dope. All bro. right. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, AD, for uh, yeah. About it. Where where can people get at you, bro? Um, Instagram is at Levi T Arena, my name, uh, and email is gonna be lt at levitarena dot com. Um, yeah. yeah, dude, I'm excited to hear more of your story. This has been awesome. Excited to see where it goes. Thanks, man. So, Blacklight, get back at us. Talk to you soon. Get y'all soon.